Welcome to the American Countryside Podcast. I'm Andrew McRae, host of the daily syndicated American Countryside features for over two decades, heard on over 100 radio stations and XM Channel 147. I go on location to meet the people and places that tell the fascinating stories of past and present. And the American Countryside Podcast allows you to hear the full interviews with our guests. On this edition of our podcast, we look back at the legendary Buffalo Bill. He's a man whose story would take volumes to tell, but we hit some of the most intriguing points in this conversation with Jim Griffin, curator of the Lincoln County Historical Museum in North Platte, Nebraska. As you'll hear, William Cody has different towns that could claim him, but it's North Platte, Nebraska that perhaps has the strongest basis for that title. Yet not everyone there is a big fan. That has to do with Bill's marriage to Louisa, a marriage that was quite rocky at times. This tale has many twists and turns, and we even get into the mysterious disappearance of some of the Wild West show cast when they were interrogated by the Germans on the eve of World War I and never seen again. Here's the interesting life of William Cody, a.k.a. Buffalo Bill. Just about everybody's heard of Buffalo Bill. He has a connection to North Platte, a very big connection, but talk about how he gets here and, and why this is going to become the place that I think he even referred to as, as his home. Yeah, yeah, this would be his hometown. You know, uh, Buffalo Bill started out in Iowa um, because of fam- family circumstances, eventually ended up in Kansas was uh, working uh, various jobs, whether it be freighting or stagecoach driving and such, maybe Pony Express, but there's been no written evidence of that. And he eventually got a job with the Kansas Pacific Railroad to provide the meat for all the workers, which meant buffalo, bison. He uh, then for a year or two spent his time uh, shooting bison as they built the railroad. And through that, that's how he got his name. You know, before it's William Cody, now everybody knows him as Buffalo Bill. He is in Kansas. What gets him up here to Nebraska then? Well, you know, all the years of, of being on the prairie uh, made him a good uh, read of the land. And so the U.S. military was in the midst of the Indian Wars. And so uh, they needed somebody that they could uh, depend on to scout for him. And he was able to in the years of hunting all those bison and such, uh, he was able to uh, become chief of scouts for the 5th Cavalry. In that particular job, he would arrive at Fort McPherson, um, which is just uh, about 15 miles to the east of North Platte. Uh, Fort McPherson kind of was a staging fort, so it was a big surplus depot fort uh, along the line. And uh, it had been established in 1863, interesting enough, by uh, galvanized Yankees, which are Confederate soldiers that were captured. And instead of spending your time rotting away in a prison, they agreed to go out west and hunt and uh, go out west and fight Indians instead of fighting fellow Confederates. Anyways, so they were out there. Uh, Fort McPherson was established along the Oregon Trail to protect uh, migrant trains and um, grew until it was uh, became the supply depot that I mentioned. That was his first taste of, of Fort McPherson, was coming here with the 5th Cavalry to go on that Republican River expedition. And from then on, then he stayed, after that expedition, he stayed on at Fort McPherson as uh, head of scouts uh, for the fort and built a house down by Fort McPherson. He was already married to his wife, uh, Louisa, and so they started their family there. In fact, their first child was born there at Fort McPherson. And uh, eventually, as North Platte grew, you, know, you have the Transcontinental Railroad come in, establishes the town of North Platte. It becomes the hub as opposed to Fort McPherson. 
uh, as the Indian Wars move to the west, Fort McPherson's importance decreases. And so uh, Cody takes on some new roles. Uh, he starts to uh, become a cattleman. And uh, he moves to North Platte. Now he's still dabbling in scouting, things like that, but now he's starting to, to take on some other adventures. And, and he, he teams up with the North Brothers, who were the head of the Pawnee Scouts. And um, they, they develop a large ranch, uh, which is headquarters were here at uh, Scout Rest Ranch. And then went on up to up into the sand hills, uh, up on the Dismal River, and uh, lots of cattle. And so he also, at the same time as all of this is starting to progress and, and come about, he gets introduced to the theater. And so he goes for his first play in 1872, and it's called uh, Scout of the Plains. So anyways, um, that he uh, ends up in North Platte because of, of his, his new business dealings and builds the house out here uh, at uh, Buffalo Bill's uh, uh, Scout's Rest Ranch. And life progresses for him from there. He, he's, of course, going to go on and have the Wild West show and travel all over the world. The ranch keeps running all the time during those years. Does he come back a lot? Or what's, the ran- what's going on with the ranch as he's out doing all of his other shows? Right. The ranch becomes his home base. So this is where he comes when he's not on the road. Now, he gets his show started because of a simple um, request from the people of North Platte the kind of the, the leaders of North Platte, they ask him to, to throw a 4th of July party. And if, if you know Buffalo Bill, he's good at throwing a party. Um, and so uh, he, he puts out what's called Old Glory Blowout. Happens in 1882. And basically at that show, he creates the first modern rodeo. I'm not going to say that he created the first rodeo because there were rodeos going on in Arizona and New Mexico with uh, Mexican vaqueros. But none of them were organized. You know, they, they would come in off the trail, and the people of, that, of whatever little town that they were in would like to watch them rope some uh, cattle and do some tricks with their, with their ropes and uh, maybe ride some bronc uh, horses. But there was no real organization to it. Buffalo Bill organized it into the modern rodeo you know today with the different events and, and competitions, uh, whether it be bull riding or, or bronc riding or um, ro- uh, roping, things like that. He organized it right here in North Platte. It was such a success that he decided, you know what, there might be a market for this. And so the next year he put his show together and started traveling with it. And boy, was he right. It grew tremendously. And he used Scouts Rest Ranch to house all of those animals that eventually his show would encompass and all the wranglers that he would need to maintain those uh, animals, he would he would use this as the base to, to house them in the wintertime. How big did this ranch get then as far as how much stock they'd have to keep and what was going on here <laughs> to get ready for those shows? Well, eventually, it started out as just 160 acres, quarter section, kind of like what you would get when if you did a, took out a homestead. Uh, eventually, his ranch... Uh, was 4,000 acres. And there were lots of barns. Um, in fact, where we're sitting here at the museum today um, was part of the ranch, and it had barns on it. Um, and so he had hundreds and hundreds of animals, uh, whether they were the, the, the trained horses for riding and roping or the Bronx, uh, whether they were um, bison. Uh, something that people don't realize is that 
even though Buffalo Bill shot thousands of bison over his course of his life, he also is the one that brought them back from near extinction because he saw that they were disappearing and he wanted them for a show. So he started breeding them. He kind of redeemed himself in that respect, I guess. Uh, so anyways, he, he would have lots of people employed here in the off season and in even uh, during the show, he would keep them here, uh, wranglers and such to keep training new horses and keep the ranch operating. But when he was here, it was fun. There's lots of parties going on. Yeah. Well, I've read about that. When he came, what, did the people in North Platte expect him to kind of put on a show and a party when he was in town? Well, you know, uh, I, I'm going to be flat out honest with you, and there's a love-hate relationship with Buffalo Bill in this town. And there, there's a reason for that. Because Louisa was here all the time, and they kind of became estranged over all the partying, and the time away, there was a faction that were for her, and there were a faction that were for Buffalo Bill. And there still is today, quite honestly. Isn't that amazing? They're both dead, and they're still split in this town over whether Buffalo Bill was a great guy or Louisa had it bad. He, he, would, he would come back and party hard. He was generous to a fault, which is probably part of the reason why he went broke. But he, he liked to, to throw great parties, and, and consequently, they had two houses. He lived out here at Scouts Rest, and she lived at the Welcome Wigwam in, in North Platte. She would come out once in a while, but they stayed separate. And um, when he was here, people would know it because there would be all kinds of famous people coming and traveling into North Platte. Uh, and he would look in his cupola up on top of his house, watch for him coming in on the train, and then go pick him up, bring him to his house. That That's the... Um, edited version of his partying <laughs> what happens to the ranch over time because he's not buried here he's buried in colorado so what ended up happening to this as his life passes on then oh my so i want your listeners to know that we are doing one heck of a cursory overview of buffalo sure, bill sure. um but as the west closed and the country started to industrialize there was a change in what people wanted to see and what people you know for entertainment what people wanted to do um movies started to come in uh and so the interest in the wild west shows started to die they could see it on the movie screen instead the stylized version and such Uh, because buffalo bill had been accused of having too realistic of things they had to back the native americans that were shooting at the stagecoach they had to back them off a little bit i mean it was getting a little crazy so they um started to have different interests and so by the turn of the century, um, his show went broke. Two things for that. He had a partner, Salisbury, um, who was his money manager and kept him afloat uh, because he was such a good money manager, and he passed away. And so when he died, then Buffalo Bill was left to try to manage his own money. And as you can, as I've told you, he liked to party and gave lots of money away and gifts, and, and that's why his wife was smart for having bought all the land that she did in town. And putting it in her own name, not his. So because of that, the show eventually went broke. Uh, and at the same time as the show going broke, then he had teamed up with the uh, Miller Brothers uh, 101 Ranch. And they were touring in Europe and had all his stock. And it was all confiscated for the war, War One, And so now they have no stock to even do anything with in the first place. Uh, it's kind of crazy. There was a number of uh, Lakota Indians in that show and the Germans arrested them as Serbian spies, and they never were seen again. So you never know. It's kind of, think of that story. <laughs> so 
Buffalo Bill um, has to sell his ranch here because he's broke. So he sells his ranch. He develops a fair amount of, of uh, plots of land for houses, uh, kind of a housing development here in North Platte. Uh, you can see them still today because they're named after the generals that he served under um, and sells those off. And his wife sells off a lot of the different houses and property that they own. Uh, and they go to Cody, Wyoming, which didn't exist until he made it, Cody, Wyoming, and tries to start over fresh. So from there, he had a, he had a ranch up there. And eventually, you know, he's getting toward the end of his life. And in uh, 1916, early 1917, he goes down to Golden, Colorado, because that's where his doctor is. And while he's there, he passes away. Once again, controversy follows Buffalo Bill. <laughs> Why is he buried on Lookout Mountain in, in Golden, Colorado, and not in Cody, Wyoming, or North Platte, Nebraska? Because he has sisters buried here. Uh, most of his children are buried in New York, where they died when he was touring. Why there? Well, there's two stories that I know of. One is that he really liked Lookout Mountain, and that's where he wanted to be buried. The other is that the city of Denver, Colorado, offered them $10,000 to have him buried there because they knew people would come. And she was broke. You know, Louisa was broke. $10,000 sound pretty good, so that might be it. We don't know. Either way, he's buried there. I mean, th this guy has three hometowns. He has, he has Colorado, and he has up in Wyoming, and he has here. Of course, we're the only real one. So the ranch just got sold off then, and then eventually it's going to work into the Nebraska yeah, Parks Association. Uh, yeah, it goes through two, at least two hands mm -hmm. um, uh, of private ownership. And the uh, Kuhlmans uh, were large ranchers, well-known for their Hereford cattle, and they lived right next to the ranch itself, Scouts Rest Ranch. And they purchased it. I believe it was. I believe they purchased it from the man that bought it from the estate, or bought it from Buffalo Bill, or whatever, within one or two buyers there, and they held on to it for a long time and turned down um, six-figure uh, offers for it because of its historical significance, and eventually decided that the best place for it was uh, with the Nebraska Game and Parks, and so I know that the uh, society that built this museum helped raise the funds for it. And they, they sold it for uh, pennies on the dollar for what it would have been worth to, to the game of parks. Uh, and so then that's where it becomes a state park. Talk about what there is to see next door, but also here. You've got a lot of Buffalo Bill mm -hmm. memorabilia in the story here that people can see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, if you go over to the uh, Scouts Rest Ranch, you can see the last remaining uh, barn, uh, which is really cool because it has butt stocks for guns. As, as the overhangs um, up high up there, uh, it's, it's, it shows how huge the show was because of how big a barns he needed for his horses. Um, and that was just one of them. Um, you can still see the house. It's Italianate. I say Italianate because there's other things involved with it besides an Italian style. It's wonderful inside. It's been refurnished with as much of uh, furniture that either belonged to Buffalo Bill or were like what he had. Here at the museum, uh, we have some great Buffalo Bill uh, memorabilia in the form of some uh, photographs of him. We also received a, a really nice um, pennant uh, 
from I believe it was the 1893 show that someone would have ridden around, you know, with, and it said 93 on it and, and gone around the show. And so there's there's various artifacts from, from Bi- Buffalo Bill that we have here. We like to concentrate on the Fort McPherson aspect uh, of the story uh, because they do such a great job over there of, of Buffalo Bill. At the end of our interview, Jim was speaking of Buffalo Bill's ranch that can still be visited in North Platte. The Lincoln County Historical Museum, of which Jim is a curator, is right next door to the ranch. Both hold many artifacts to the life and times of the Western legend. And what about Bill's marriage to Louisa? Well, you can read much about the divorce proceedings that stretched over an extended period of time, but resulted in the two staying together, even reconciling. The two are buried at Lookout Mountain just outside of Colorado. And even that story, as you heard, has controversy surrounding it. Thanks for joining me on this journey into the life of Buffalo Bill. I hope you'll join us again on another trip as we travel the countryside to North Platte, Nebraska. I'm Andrew McBride.